0: i'm michael fox the publisher of the prospector news and this is the metals money and markets weekly for october the 13th and joining me as he does every week is the mercenary geologist mickey fall welcome mickey thanks a lot mike good to have you when we reviewed the uh plan for this week i noticed that we didn't discuss the war a war in the middle east which broke out over the weekend uh setting back a lot of things but as the world burns gold turns How did the precious metals look?
1: Indeed, gold was up over 5%, close at 19.28 today. Uh, Most of that rise happened in the last couple of days. Silver closed at 22.68, up 5.5%. The PGMs did not move very much. Platinum gained $4, closed at 8.81. And Palladium lost $9.00. To close at eleven twenty-six. Right now, we'll introduce our Rolling Stones theme song for this episode, and it is "Brown Sugar." And supposedly, this is Mick Jagger's song uh, dedicated to his the
0: mother of his first child. I did not know that. It's surprising. It's one of my favorite Rolling Stones songs, but it's a gooder. It certainly is. What uh, what happened with the industrial metals? Did uh, war have any uh, positive effect there?
1: Not a positive effect on copper was down two cents to close at three fifty eight. This is its low since early November of twenty twenty two. As demand falls and it is in backwardation to the fifth month out, partly also driven by LME inventories at a
0: two-year high. I see. Well, the war that broke out is in the Middle East, which is a huge energy producer. I got to think that uh, oil prices are up dramatically as well. They were. Oil close at 87.68, up five
1: and a half percent, driven as you said by geopolitical situation in the middle east uh who knows how long these peoples have been at war but certainly uh approaching recorded history uh and also biden put more sanctions on russia despite that the oil and gas market is demonstrating that it is bigger than joe biden production hit 13.2 million barrels a day that's a high that matches what was achieved during the trump administration pre-pandemic rigs were up four but the rigs are down about 30 percent year to date inventory soared uh up 10.1 million barrels they are now at the bottom of the five-year range. Imports, 6.3 million barrels per day. That's about normal since Biden uh, initiated his war on oil and gas, petroleum refineries. Seasonal decline to 15.8 million barrels per day. Gas demand is way down. The gasoline stocks are up to the 80th percentile, so lots of gasoline in stock. But the real problem in the U.S. and Europe is mid-distillates, i.e. fuel oil and diesel, uh, jet fuel, kerosene, etc. Uh, those inventories are very low and that could present a problem going forward.
0: No doubt. It uh, would appear to me, though, that it looks like Exxon knows more than Joe Biden does. They, uh, they are executing a merger with uh, Pioneer Energy, uh, which is a huge multi-billion dollar merger in the oil and gas uh, sector.
1: Well, and that's in the Permian Basin, so uh, Exxon is going to uh, very much control Permian Basin production going forward with this merger with Pioneer.
0: Uh, That's probably their goal. Uh, What did our new energy, Uranium, do? It was flat
1: at less than 70 bucks a pound, closed at 69.25. Lots of pundits on the uranium bandwagon, uh, with the price the highest since before Fukushima in February of 2011, when it hit something like 72 dollars a pound. But let me point something out here. If you calculate a constant dollar price, considering inflation, the consumer price index since that period of time, what, uh, uh, 11 and a half years ago, the constant dollar price of uranium would only be $50 per
0: pound. So most of the price jump is uh, inflationary rather than market driven.
1: Well, I didn't say most of it, but some of it certainly is. And also, the uranium equities are uh, falling back. And one of the best ways to track that is Sprott Physical Uranium Trust, which is now trading at 5.5% below net asset value.
0: Yeah, well, it's... uh... It's an interesting market, and it takes huge swings. So we'll we'll have to see where it goes. But if we're going to move to green energy, uranium's going to be have to be a part of it. And you know, it's certainly a market to keep keep an eye on. Uh, with uh, with war breaking out in the, the Middle East again, I know we keep hammering that, but uh, it does have effect on the things that we look at. There's got to be a run to uh, to safe haven like the U.S. dollar.
1: It appears so, up 53 basis points to 106.53. The euro was actually up a bit too, it was up two basis points to 105.2 and the loonie was basically flat at 73.21.
0: And uh, did Safe Haven put a bid under the U.S. bond market? Well, bonds came off considerably. Uh,
1: That had something to do with the stock market. not turning in a bad week. Ten-year Treasury closed at 4.63% down, 16 basis points. And the two to ten-year inversion is now at about 35 to 40 basis points. I should point out, though, that we have been in an inverted yield curve for 15 months, and that is by far the all-time record.
0: Yeah, well, you know they keep saying the recessions on the doorstep. The recessions on the doorstep. Eventually, I guess it'll get here.
1: Well, I think it's here, and uh, it's called stagflation, uh, which does not have a quick fix.
0: No, it doesn't. If we learned the lessons from the '70s, there's no quick fix to that. How did or the, the markets actually from do this? From the week,
1: Japanese Mickey? who have been doing this for 33 years. Capture yeah, that. What did the markets look like this week, Mickey? Well, they ignored the Civil War noise and they ignored the fear mongering from both the government and mainstream media about by Friday the 13th terrorism. Uh, but what they could not ignore was the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Report. So starting today, all markets were up considerably. By the end of the day, they were down. Let's go through the numbers, the weekly numbers. So uh, Dow 33,670, up tenths S&P 500, 43,28, up 19 points, the VIX. Uh, was up today just above the average and the median at 19.5, so volatility picked up a bit today. NASDAQ closed down on the week 24 points at 13,407.
0: Yeah, but uh, with all of that, commodity stocks still can't get a bid, TSXV.
1: We had the low since May of 2020, and that was coming at the Uh, During the pandemic spike up, which spurred, along with a a very strong gold price, about a six-month bull market, within a 12-year very deep and ongoing bear market. Uh, The TSXV lost five points this week. Uh, Volumes, to close that 529, volumes are back down to less than 20 million shares per day. No interest.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's nothing but crickets out there for the the poor commodity stocks. So looking forward to next week. Uh, apart from other surprises, what's on the agenda?
1: Well, we have uh, a pretty big data week. We got bank earnings uh, next week, so those will certainly affect the market. We got retail sales, always watch. We got housing starts, which is the most important housing metric, and Pavlin Powell's gonna speak, I think, on Friday. So, a busy week ahead.
0: Yeah, uh, a lot of those things could affect the markets one way or the other, we'll see what the data shows. To wrap up the week, poll question, we always have one.
1: We always do, and this week's question is, what will happen to Vice President Kamala Harris in the 2024 election and her first choice she will be rejected for the dim ticket second choice she will serve a second term third choice she goes back to willie brown and the fourth choice is she starts a stand-up comedy act
0: uh, i'm going to pass on number four because i don't find kamala harris particularly funny and i think she gets rejected by the Dems. Well, it's a toss-up
1: for me. She either goes back to Willie Brown or she cackles her
0: way through
1: a stand-up comedy act.
0: Perfect. Well, another week, another uh, look on the markets next week. Look forward to having you back. Thanks a lot, Mike. Take care, Mickey. Yep. The Metals, Money, and Marcus Weekly is syndicated by our friends at kitco.com. Mickey Fulpe and his musings can be found at MercenaryGeologists.com and on Twitter at mercenarygeo. And I'm Michael Fox, published at theprospectornews.com. Thank you for listening, and please join us again next week.